We are holding now Saita of Zion Ahmed Aleph by the Mishnah Ketzad Eisen Eisolo. The second line of Zion Ahmed Aleph. The Mishnah now is going to detail the procedure of how the woman drinks the Mayim Amorim Ketzad Eisolo. What does her husband do with her after she was? There was a sesido, there was a kino, there was a sesido. What's the next step? So the Mishnah says, He brings her to the Beisdin that is found in that location where the kino and the sesido was done. And the Beisdin gives, the Beisdin gives, uh, provides to Tamid Chachamim to escort her to the base in Agadol in Yerushalayim. Why is that? Maybe we're worried that the husband will have relations with the wife, and we want to prevent that from happening because the erasing the Mayim Amarim is a very serious matter. So therefore, he brings her to the Beisden, and the Beisden provides him with two Tamidachachamim to accompany him, Perhaps they're going to have relations on the way to the base of Middush, and which is a problem if the Maimon will be erased. Rebuda says, Her husband is trusted with regard to her, so there's no need to bring Tamid Chachamim to accompany him. Now, the Gemara says, the Gemara assumes that the reason why we have to bring two Tamid Chachamim is to avoid the Isser against Yichud. So the Gemara says like this: Today ve'il, the Mishnah says two which means two additional men and he, hatlasa, which is three. So you need to have three people with this woman. So he says like this: Leimem rav. Shall we say that our Mishnah is a proof to Rav Shita? What did Rav say? When they taught that it's permitted for a woman to be secluded with two men. They taught this only, the Gemara Kedushin says, only in regards to when it's a town. Be here. On the way when traveling, there's Isra Yichud unless you have three men with the woman. Why? So he says, Rav Shita is because perhaps one of the men, if there's only two men, one of the men will need to go to the restroom to relieve himself. And then it will be found that one of them is going to be in seclusion with a woman who's forbidden to him. But if you have three people, three men, then even if one needs to go to relieve himself, go to the bathroom, there's no problem. So the Chayra, our Mishnah, which says that you need to bring two Tamil Chachamim, which means in addition to the husband, must be the Shita Sirav because it's Isr Yechut. And two will not be enough. You need to have three. So the Gemara says, no, Loi, that's not the reason why in our mission you need to have two Tamil Chacham. As I can tell you, over here, the reason why you need two witnesses is so that there are two witnesses with regard to her that they could testify, that you have two kosher Aiden that can testify in the event that the husband didn't have relations with her on the way to Beis Amidish. And you need to have two aid them to, to testify that this actually happened. 
And the reason is not to avoid the Isser of Yichud. So the Gemara says like this, the Mishnah taught us that the husband is with the with the two Tamil Chacham. She says like this, Tamil Chacham in, it's mashma that Tamil Chacham, yes, only Tamil Chacham you send, but kula Ambalai. But if it would be other people, just regular people, then light, then the, then then that would not work. So it says, let us say that our mission is a proof. So this is support another statement of Rav. This the, when they taught that it's permitted for women to be secluded with two men is only if the men are kosher men, which are which are morally fit. But in regards to the men who have no morals, I feel even. If you have ten men, then it's still going to be a problem. Whereas, there was once an incident, ten men carried out a woman on a bed as if she were dead, and had uh, all ten of them had relations with her. So, when the Mishnah says, that we say two or three uh, two times the chachamim will. Uh, there's no iser of uh, yichud. In other words, there, there, but when it goes to more, goes to men who are prutz, and then even ten men, we don't say uh, we don't say this. So the gemara says light. That's not you can't bring around here. Halcha hainu time the yadi lasreyebe. Here in the case of saita, the reason why there's a requirement for two times the chachamim is that they know how to properly warn him not to have relations with her. So the Chayra, based on this, the Mishnah does not support the opinion of Rav, who said by Prutzen, because the Mishnah is just telling you you need two to Midachachamim because they know how to warn. Rabbi Yehuda, Imer, the Gemara, the, the Gemara now discusses Rabbi Yehuda's statement in the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda said, Baila, behold, your husband is trusted with regards to her. Tanya, we learned that Abraham said, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Baila, Nehmen, Mikalbachemer. Her husband should be believed from Mikalbachemer. Omani, Dishi, Bikaris, Ir, Nida. In regards to a woman who is nida, nida who have who one who has a uh, husband who has relations with anida, his wife who's anida, the Allah is they get kadis so by the name of Allah, and nevertheless the tayrah trusts the husband to be with his wife when she's in the nida status, nida, nida status. So say that she belongs. So say to which, if they have relations, it's just over and alav. Like for sure, the tayrah should uh, trust trust this uh, trust this person. If neither we trust, so for sure say that we should trust. So the Ravon who argue on on Rabbi will tell you he and us no. Exactly what you said is the reason why by neither we trust, but say that we don't. Neither be Kardis, neither since it's Kardis, somebody the husband is going to be more stringent. And he's more trusted because he knows the the, the Khumra is much greater, the Isra is much greater. Saita the love, but in regards to Saita, which is only a prohibition, Lechamir and He's not stringent on this Isser, and he's therefore not trusted with her. So the more asks out about Yehuda Mikabachemer Maisila, you tell me Rabbi Yehuda derives this from a Kabachemer, but Rabbi Yehuda Mikray Maisila. Yehuda derives this that a woman's believed by herself from a Pasik. The time you learn that a bride is a baby, then shall the man bring the wife to the Kayan. Which teaches us the husband is allowed to bring the wife. Like the Mishnah said, we bring to maybe he will have relations with her. I need to to warn her. This says no. 
So Amr Lai the Ham said Lai. Im Amr's been Nida. You can't say the swear because by Nida, she can't get the hatter. In regards to Nida, there's a hatter. The reason, and that's the reason, because at the end of the day, she will become Ais Nida. Then we say the Shein hatter. You're going to say this in regards to to Saita, which there's no hatter. Goimer, and the proof to this that that uh, people will readily uh, readily commit uh, these acts. That are usher uh, always, as the pasuk says, "Mayim genuvim yimtaka v'gem stolen waters are sweet." So there's a concern that the husband will engage in relations with the seita wife, if not having tamid chacham, and by uh, neither he can hold himself in because he knows neither is only uh, you know seven days, etc. This is Matera. The rice says now a third opinion. The husband brings his wife to the base Amidosh, as it says, then shall the man bring his wife to the Kayan. The price says explicitly that the bidden derives this halacha from a Pasik, not from a not from a uh, So how could you say the Kavachemir? He learns this out from from Nida and the Khaira says clearly behavior you should see. From the Kavachimir Bresha Bahu. So my answer is Bidha first said this from a Kavachimir and they refuted the Kavachimir. Then he brought it from a Pasik. So the Gemara now says, one second, the Buddha and the Tanakam, Rabbi Huda is the same opinion as the Tanakam and the Brisa, who also cites the Pasik, the Aminateda, that the uh, husband alone could bring his wife to the Kain. So the Gemara says, The difference between them is, but the Chacham said that the Tami the Chacham provided with, that, that the Beisden provides the two to the Chacham. The first Tana holds that the Chacham required to Tami the Chacham to accompany the husband, Rabbi Huda holds that they do not. Next mission, the mission now details the next stage of the process. They would bring her up to Sanhedrin. That was in Yudushalayim. And the the Dayanim would like intimidate her, threaten her, in order that she should admit her sin. And and they would like they would they threaten her like they would threaten witnesses who, who come and testify now they told her wine causes uh, people to act immorally and um this was a lot of just a lot of uh, a lot of foolishness and a lot of immaturity bad neighbors, and they're basically trying to convince the woman that uh, she should just admit to her guilt. Um, and then the Adam say, act for the sake of his great name, so that Hashem's name, which is written in Kedusha, should not be erased on the water. Now, if the woman admits to having committing adultery, then they don't uh, erase Hashem's name. Also, the Dayanam say in her presence things that are not worthy of being heard by her. Her and her father's family. And basically, all these things in order to encourage her to sin. If she says that So she writes a receipt for her marriage contract. She writes a receipt that she has no claims on her ksuba with regards to the, the money due. 
as any woman who commits adultery forfeits the right to ksuba, it's then they get divorced. Now, if she maintains her innocence and says, They bring her up to the eastern gate, which is at the opening of the gate of the Nikonar, because there, that's where they were, that's where they were mashka the Satis. Matanas Agildas, also they would purify the women there who had a baby. Matanas and Matseda, and also they would purify people who had a Matseda. Now it says, and the Kainim grabs hold of her clothing and pulls them. If the clothes are torn, they are torn. If the, the stitches come apart, they come apart. And he pulls the clothing until he reveals her heart, her chest. And he unbraids her hair. says, if the heart was attracting, they would not reveal it. If she had nice hair, they would not unbraid it. If she was dressed in white garments, they were dressed in black garments. If she was wearing a golden adornment, turn over to Zion Amid base, or chokers, or nose rings or finger rings, they would take it away. Why did they do this all? In order to make her to, to make her unattractive. Then they would bring this Egyptian uh, rope and the they would tie it above her breasts. Anyone who wants to watch the process, this whole ceremony can come and watch, except for slaves and her maidservants who are not permitted to watch because her heart, basically, she, she's very proud. And she's very proud in front of her Avadim and Shabbat, so she's not going to back down. And uh, and them being there will uh, might maintain her to, to, to maintain her innocence. All the women are permitted to watch, as it says, that all the women may be taught not to do after her her um, is thus. Okay, so now that was the whole detail of the mission, exactly what we did to this woman when she came to based on Agodli, the Shalayan, we did all these things in order to tie her out, that she should admit if not, then this is what they would do. Now the Gemara wants to know, from where do we know that the site that was brought to Sanhedrin Agodli? We'd have Xavier Shavar from Teda Teda. It says over here, and the Kayan does all the Teda. It says in regards to the Beisden. Just to go over there. In regards to the case of the Apiatera Shirucha, it's talking about 71 judges. Afghan. So over here, we're talking about 71. Where was 71? Shimbechad was in Beisden Abad. Mishnah teaches a Maim and Allah, and they would, they would uh, scare and threaten her. Or order that she should admit her sin. Why? In order that Hashem's name should not be erased. But Aminu, the Gemara now raises a theater from the following. Just like we intimidate her that she should not drink, we also intimidate her that she should drink. If you're so clear that you didn't do anything, 
then then remain remain with your stance. We should see and drink. Because the bitter waters is similar only to dry poison placed on the flesh. If there's a wound over there, so if there's a wound there, then the poison will penetrate and enter the bloodstream. If there's no maka there in the male of then it won't affect anything. So a woman, like the Mishnah says, is warned, the Bryce says not to drink if she's guilty. But if she's not guilty, she's encouraged to drink. And our mission doesn't say anything. Our mission doesn't say that uh, we encourage her to drink. The mission is referred to a case before the Megillah was erased. At that point, the woman is warned only not to drink if she's guilty. Why? Because we don't want to erase Hashem's name in vain. A Bryce which says that to encourage her is after the Megillah was erased. Then she's warned that she's talking in it says she should drink because she if she now refuses to drink. Okay. The Mishnah says, and the Dayanim say in her presence things that are not worthy of being heard by her and her family, father's family, in order to encourage her to admit her sin. We say to her, We say the different psukim, for example, that wise men told and did not hide from her fathers. This teaches us that even during the time of the Ovis, there were people who admitted their sins, even though they were ashamed. And the Gemara explains, who admitted that he sinned with Tomer and was not embarrassed. What did he get at the end? He inherited Reuben admitted that uh, what he did to his father, he moved the beds. Then the wire says, What scar did he get? The wire says, What did he get in this world for admitting? So he says, To them alone the land was given, and to no stranger passed amongst them. Yehuda was given with Malthus, and Ruvain inherited the land of Yarden. So the Mara says like this, we find that Yehudatake admitted with Tamar the Ksiviak Yehuda Vemrat can be many. It says Yehuda acknowledged them and said she's more righteous than me. Yehuda admitted that he was the one who who made Tamar pregnant. Where do we know that? The Ruvain admitted. What does the passing mean? Let Ruvain live and not die. And this is for Yehuda. So he says like this, All the years that the Eden were in the desert, the bones of Yehuda, which the Eden took out from Israel, along with the bones of his brothers, were rolling around in the coffin. And Meshach Benu said, Who caused Reuven to admit? So, Reuben saw him confess for his sin, and he did a sin. And what does Maisha say? And this is for Yehuda. As to say, it's this Yehuda's reward for serving as an example to one sin. To Miyad, what happened? Shama Hashem called Yehuda. Hashem heard the voice of Yehuda. And all Avril the Shafa. His bones then entered into the sockets. 
But they did not let the the malachim did not elevate him to the mesefta So what do you say? Well, I'm to be and bring him into his people. In other words, let him learn Torah. But he did not know how to. He did not to go back and forth with the manners of Torah. So what did Mishra say? His hands shall contend for him. In other words, he should have the ability to, to learn in, in base matters. However, he was still unable to uh, to draw conclusions from his discussions in accordance with halacha. So what did Mishra say? He shall be a help against his... his um, should be a help for him. Against his, his adversaries. Okay, now the Gemara discusses... So, I understand why Yehuda admitted so that publicly, so that Tomer should not be burnt. But didn't, why did Reuben admit? Didn't, didn't Rav say that somebody who specifies a sentence in public is considered like brazen? Has one, who, has one who does so Basically, says he's not embarrassed, embarrassed of his actions. So the we know admitting is not a good thing. So why would Reuben admit publicly? So he says, In order that his brother should not be suspected of having committed this deed. So he wanted to tell Yaakov that I was the one who did it. The Mishnah says, If after the Dayanim warner, she says, I am Tomei, then she writes a receipt to her ksuba. So where it says, Shamas Mini, Kaisun Shaver. You can learn from here that even though it's a machlik is about Babasar, if a woman writes a shaver or not, writes a receipt that she receives the ksuba, from here you can learn that when writes a receipt to serve as proof that the khay was paid, rather than just tearing up the ksuba. And we know that we said it's a machlik is in Baba Basar. So Marabaya, Abaya said, Tini Mikaras. To change the gears to the Mishnah and say Mikaras. You rip it up. It says clearly Shaveris. You give a receipt. We're talking about a case that we do not write a marriage contract. Now, then the Mishnah said, They would bring her up. She's already standing there in the in the Azara. They would bring her up and bring her down repeatedly in order to basically make her tired. The time of Shimon and Lazarimer based the Messianus Adam Mukhlimakim says in regards to Adam that the, the Basin would bring the witnesses who came to testify from one place to another place. In order to confuse them so that they will trap their testimony. So the same thing over here, we bring her up and down and make her a little bit crazy in order that she should be fatigued and admit her guilt if she talked to something.